Welcome to the Top Gun Horsemanship Experience. I'm Talina, the face behind Top Gun Horsemanship. This is the podcast where I share my experiences as a horse riding instructor, kennelman, and professional whipper in in Southern California. Good evening, or morning, or afternoon, or whatever it is, wherever you're at and whatever time of day it is. Today, I wanted to talk about my weekend while it's fresh in my brain. This past weekend, I went to a branding and a ranch riding show. It was a whirlwind of a weekend, like, just go, go, go. I'm extremely tired. It's currently 10.30 at night on Sunday after doing all the things, but I had a great time and I'm happy I went to all of it. So I'll tell you about the branding first, because that's what happened first. So this took place on Saturday. I visited at my grandma's because it was like, you know, closer to the barn to pick up horses. And I, my plan was to take Dottie and Max. I wanted to take Dottie to expose her to new things because she's a baby horse. She needs to go get all, everything. She needs to go see everything, do everything. Whatever she can do, she needs to do right now. I took Max in case Dottie was a complete wreck and I needed him. And I also figured I would need him for like the sorting stuff and everything because Dottie's just not broke enough to be super effective there. So that was the plan. Use Dottie in the pasture and to round up cows, use Max to sort the babies from the mamas. So, I woke up at a solid, well, okay, hold on, hold on. Do you want the truth or do you want what my plan was? My plan was to wake up at four, shower, go get horses, saddle them up, throw them in the trailer, and be gone by 5.30. That did not happen. I slept in till like at least 4.30. It might have been later, I'm not sure. But I slept in quite later than I was supposed to. And then I woke up, and I did just what I I wanted to do. I showered, got ready to go, put on my sunblock, went down to the barn, and got Dottie saddled and loaded first because she was at the barn. That's where my truck and trailer was. I had the little trailer hooked up, so I put her in the trailer, went down, oh, and loaded all Max's stuff, went down to the pasture, got Max out, saddled him, threw him in the trailer, and I was... Heading that way by six, so I was like half an hour behind. But that's fine. Whenever I got there, they were also behind, so it didn't matter. Everything was great. So I got there, hung out for a minute before we started, and then we went to go round up the cows. I don't know how many cows there were. The ranchers who own the ranch know how many cows there were, but that wasn't my job. So my job was just to go get the cows out of the pasture, so that's what we did. Me and two other guys rode out into the pasture. And the first thing we had to learn about from Miss Dottie, the baby horse, which she was being, like, awesome but at this point. Like, she was so good. She wasn't really standing, but that's usually, that's her usual when she's upset. She doesn't want to stand. She doesn't do anything bad. She just wants to walk little circles, which is fine. I will take that. So we're heading out to the pasture to go round up these cows. And there comes a little creek kind of deal. 
where rainwater was running through. Well, I don't, it's probably not rainwater now, but you know. Water that runs down the mountain. I don't know. Whatever. A stream was going, and it was quite stinky. It was quite muddy and stinky in the mud. Luckily, the other two horses I was with, we had one good, solid horse who had been trail rode all over and was super solid. The other horse had learned about water the day before. Dottie had never crossed water before. We had been in, like, small puddles before, but never sinky mud and never a real stream. It actually will be interesting to see what she thinks of the shallow puddles at the farm next time. Anyway, that's aside the point. Stay on track. So, it took a while to get through there. We danced around for a while. We popped up just an itty-bitty tiny bit. We did not look very professional, but that's okay. Everyone there knew she was a baby horse, and they were all super kind and patient and willing to help and just really great that way. And uh, for a second, I thought, because it was kind of hard, because we were, like, crammed up against barbed wire fence on one side. The other side is all the pasture, but we didn't want to push too far over and, like, spook the cows deeper into the pasture. So we almost got tangled in the barbed wire for a minute. Then she thought about going through the barbed wire for a minute. I got her to not do any of that, which was a win in itself. And then I, I kind of thought to myself, well, quite a ways before this, I thought to myself, well, maybe I should just get off and walk her through. But I'm telling you, it was it was muddy. It was like the water was like already a foot deep, and then you sunk in mud on top of that. And I didn't know if what me walking through it was such a great idea. So then we tried following other horses, and that took a few tries, but it did finally work whenever we sandwiched her in between the other two horses, and then we all went together. And that worked. It took a while, but it worked. We got through. And then everything was smooth sailing. I didn't think we'd have any more water. We did have more water, but it at least wasn't sinky water. And we go through another, we kind of go around, skirting around the cows still, trying not to let them go deeper into the pasture or hit the creek. And then there comes like another little washed out area, ditch kind of deal. This one's kind of hard. There wasn't much water in it, and it was not sinky, which is awesome. And it wasn't a ton of water, but it was hard because it was like a downhill, water, and then an uphill because it's like a ditch. And we tried to choose like the shallower part so it was easier for her, but she still just wasn't... After the sinky mud, she wasn't about it. So we kind of... We went up and down much. I didn't want to get her too upset, though, or riled up because we hadn't even gotten to the cow part yet. So I just kind of asked her gently... And was trying to be a little persuasive, tried to follow one of the, the behind the, tra the horse that has all the trail experience. It didn't work. And since this water was shallow, I didn't wait too long. I just hopped off, walked through it. It took a little bit of convincing and talking to her, but she eventually just followed me right through. And it was not a big deal. Then I got back on and we continued going. And then we went ahead and we spread out. And one guy went ahead of me, one guy was went the other side, kind of where we had gone before, and then I stayed in the middle so I could shout to both of them just because I knew the terrain and they didn't really know the pasture. So that was the plan, and we all started pushing them the correct direction, and this was pretty easy. Um, the cows, you know, a lot of the mamas have been through this many a times, so they knew the drill because they do this somewhat routinely to get like dewormed and that kind of stuff so they they roughly know the drill so the first stage we had to go to is we had to get them through these corrals so we push them to the corrals which is super easy they go right in you just push them to the corner of the pasture 
real easy. There was another water spot that we had to cross, and this water spot was not hard. And at this point, I was actually so proud of Dottie, because whenever you get a horse in front of a herd of cows that has never seen cows before, generally it's very scary, because it's just a giant mass of animals moving as one. It can be scary for a horse, especially when you're trying to move that giant mass of cows. Because horses, unless they're really cowy, which she's a racehorse, so she's not really, I would not call her cowy by any means. <laughs> she's a good girl, but she ain't cowy. Um, but unless they have that breeding, they just, they cows can just be scary because they don't really understand that if they put pressure on the cow, the cow will move. They're kind of looking at the cow like, okay, is this cow going to attack me? Is it not? Um, especially we're kind of, we're dealing with like big mama cows, like they're, they're big cows. They're not little cows, big cows. The calves are little, but the cows are big, but she was awesome. And we started pushing them and we, we got close to some of them and she was not even phased. She just pushed right into them. She wasn't necessarily trying to hurt them cause she didn't like herd, not hurt, but herd them because she had never done it before. But she was a good girl. She went right where I told her. She got our things. We were following all the cows. I was so proud of her. She hadn't even spooked once. And then my idea for this next water was to just put her kind of behind the cow's butt somewhat and just see if she would follow the herd. The second she heard them, like, stomping in water, she stopped. <laughs> and at this point, it like, we're, we're having a good experience. I didn't want to ruin that good experience for her. So I just hopped off let her through. She went right through as soon as she saw that I went and it wasn't sinky. I think that first sinky mud just really messed with her head and like made her afraid of it. So the other ones, when she saw that I went through it and it was not sinky, it was no longer scary. So then I got back on we push them to this corner, get them in the corral, and then we lock them in the corral for now. And then the hard part came. So rounding them up from the pasture, that's easy. They go in the corrals easy. They know the drill. After this, they still know the drill somewhat, but it's just much a much harder area because they have to come out of the corral into another pasture. But we don't want them going out into the pasture. We want them just going straight through the pasture, through this, like kind of following the fence line, through this little gate, and then they need to go gate to gate. Now, the gate to gate area here, one direction, it's big and it's open, but it's at least fenced. The other side is technically fenced but we're it's much 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 larger and we aren't we weren't positive that the back fence didn't get washed out so we really didn't want the cows over there if they went off to the right it wasn't great but it wasn't the worst thing in the world if they went off to the left that was bad so we had to go gate to gate just hopefully having them go nowhere like right left and all that so we're in the crowds we have an idea so the the two guys they're gonna go out and they're going to be ready to herd the cows. One of them is going to be a leader, and they're going to lead the cows forward. The other one is going to be on the side and try to keep the cows up against the fence. I'm going to be the pusher, so me and Dottie were going to push them all out of the corrals. And then we had a gate person opening the gates. So we get our plan. Horses go out, get set where they're supposed to be. We let the cows out, and it starts going okay at first. And then we kind of had a little little, well, I don't fully know because I wasn't really up there, but I think it was a little horse, horse problem because my horse was not the only baby horse there. <laughs> and like I said, a mass of cows can be scary at times. And these cows just wanted to duck straight right out of the corral 
and like make a run for it. <laughs> they tried to hold it. The guys tried to hold them in, but it just their the horses were just they were not about it because they didn't really understand that they could hold them really well. And we had no horses who had worked cows a lot. We had one horse that was young and had worked cows some, but didn't have a ton of life experience yet. And then we had another horse who was trained really well, had a ton of trail experience, reining experience, just really nice horse, but had never worked like ranch cows before, ever. So he was a little freaked out from all just the chaos. Um, and then we had my baby horse. And actually what was really cute is in the corrals, whenever I was pushing the cows out before the little, the mini stampede happened, um, there was a cow that I think, I don't know if it was a heifer or not, it might have been like a two-year-old cow or something, I don't really know, um, but it was young either way, it wasn't super old, but it wasn't like a baby, like it was branded, ear tagged, all that stuff, so it definitely wasn't a baby, but it wasn't old, and... I went, I asked Dottie to go in there and I didn't know how this was going to go because in the pasture she was not afraid of the cows, which is awesome. And a lot of horses are afraid of the cows in the pasture, so I was really proud of her. But in a confined space where you have a bunch of mamas and babies and you're trying to push them out of a little tiny gate the other direction, like, that's pretty scary because you're backed up in a corner and if one of them decides to do something, there's nothing your horse can do to, like, make it okay. They're stuck and they don't like being stuck. They're, you know, they're flight animals. Um, they like to be able to run away from things if they need to, which I don't blame them. But she was super brave, and even when the other two horses left, she stood there so brave and was just such a good girl. And then we started pushing them, and this this young cow, uh, as soon as I asked Dottie to move up, Dottie moves up a little bit, and then this cow jumps, <laughs> which made Dottie jump. <laughs> And then it was just the cutest moment because both of them jump. They're like obviously afraid of each other and then they both look at each other and they like I could almost feel like feel their thoughts like I could almost just hear it where they're just like wait a minute we're afraid of each other and then they just realized that it was okay like they were just afraid of each other it's fine <laughs> and then neither of them spooked again it was just the funniest moment and then uh, we I pushed them out of the corral they ducked right. The guys aren't able to hold them. But luckily, they just kind of ran a little ways and kind of swirled in a corner and stopped. They didn't go that far, which was awesome. So then we loop around and then we kind of start to get a new plan because our first plan did not work. So the new plan was we were going to have one guy go to the back and push him forward. I was going to be on the side to, like, keep them going along the fence. And then we had someone way ahead who was going to open the gate and get through the first gate to help hold the side on the left, which is the direction we really don't want them to go. And so that was the plan. So the guy goes to the back, starts pushing him up. I'm trying to keep him on the fence. Everything's going great. We're getting him going awesome. And then the one guy goes, opens the gate, goes through, is blocking the side we need blocked. And then we had uh, the ranchers had put out the uh, uh, some flakes of hay from gate to gate and was also sitting in the feed truck because if you've ever been to a ranch you know that they feed all the cows in the wintertime when there's not enough grass from a truck so almost every single ranch cow will know the horn of the truck because you honk honk and then you give them food and it brings them all in super handy skill so we had the feed truck is parked there kind of by the gate to get them to go in to want to follow it and so then we're getting close to the gate now the thing about cows is if you show them the way to go 
at, at least, you know, cows who somewhat know the drill, they just need to figure out which way you want need them to go. Like these, in other words, good cows, not wild, scared cows, but cows that are like thinking and have done this before. So they're not that stressed. They just need to be shown the way. But then they'll just go through real calm. So we're just keeping them slow. Everything's great. And then I'm holding them up against the rail. We have our one guy on the left side. And then I decided to become the leader, which was kind of like our other plans. That way they could see gate to gate and they knew where we wanted them to go. And so it was really cute. Me and little Dottie, who's a you know, little sorrel horse, me go in front. And it was kind of cute because she just kind of looked like one of the cows because there was a bunch of red cows too. And she just fit right in. And so we just start leading the cows and we just had all the cows following us. And, you know, the hay truck and the hay definitely helped. I'm, I'm sure I wouldn't have been able to do it without that because I had, I went through the gate. The cows started following me through the gate. We still had our pusher in the back. And I just start walking over and all the cows are following me. And then the hay truck ends up in front of me and they start driving forward honking. Uh, and me and Dottie are fine following this hay truck. So good little baby Dottie was so good. Not only had she never seen a cow, um, but she's a racehorse. She's off the track. She had never seen a cow, so she herded cows, she pushed them out of a corral, she pushed them in the pasture, she became the leader, so she had an entire herd of cows coming up behind her, which if you know horses, some horses don't like stuff behind them like that, and then she had the entire herd of cows coming up behind her, like kind of slow loping up to get the hay when they did see the hay on the ground, a, a feed truck in front of us honking. And she is just dead quiet, loose rein, walking, walking right on the path I'm telling her to go. I was so proud of her. So we just went in from gate to gate. The guys are holding the side. Cows are coming through. And we just, I just went, once I got through the gate and cows followed me through the gate and they were also kind of following the feed truck, I just went to the corner to take all the pressure off so they knew that we wanted them to come in. And then they just slowly filed in and it was just so perfect. It was so, so perfect. It could not have gone better. Like, it was so insanely perfect. We were not expecting it to go as well as it did. Like, it just, it was just so, it was perfect. It was so perfect. And then we pushed them up through. By this point, this is what we, they're in the uh, an area called the feed lot, which basically just means, like, there's a big hay barn. Um, and then you, they, a lot of times, they'll put their winter supply of hay in there. So that way, if um, there's not enough grass to to sustain the cows, they can open up that pasture part and the hay barn part and the cows can just come eat um, in there. So they call that the feedlot because that's where they keep the feed, the winter feed. Not always, but sometimes. So anyway, so we're pushing them up through the feedlot into like the sorting corrals. That did take us two tries. The first time, I think we just like pushed them not, we didn't put enough pressure in the right places. So they ended up all kind of trying to shove up into this gate at the same time. And I think it was just it was just too much. So then the back cows, like not everyone could get through fluidly. So then the back cows started trying turning. And then if you know anything about cows, you know that if one gets by you, they all go by you. Uh, it's just how it goes. They're herd animals, normal herd animals. So it wasn't a big deal. By this point, they were locked in the feedlot. So it wasn't a huge deal. So then we just pushed them back up. This time I was on the left and I stayed a little higher and we kind of made like I had a guy like to my right and behind and then he had a guy to the right and behind him and we kind of tried to keep them in a little bit more of a line so that way they weren't all trying to shove in through the gate at once. So we got them in and then I was so proud of Dottie. <laughs> there was one part where like 
So they're in like the first section of the sorting thing and the sorting lot, like the sorting lot that we were in, there's a circle roundabout thingy um, that has the squeeze chute and the calf table in it. So you can have cows enter from either side and then it's round so you can sort them how you cut them how you want them. And then um, there's two kind of like L-shaped corrals on each side. That's just kind of for like holding cows. So we wanted them on the far L-shaped side of the yard. And um, at first the cows didn't want to go through, like it was kind of an alleyway to get there just because, you know, it's an alleyway, it's tighter. And it's also where the cut gates are. And the cows that have done this before know that the cut gates are there. So they're a little spooked to go through there. Um, it takes a little bit of pressure. And so we were trying to get them through. And I was so proud of Dottie. Like she has a zero cutting skills. Like, I mean, zero cutting skills. She's not cowy. She had no idea what I wanted. And she doesn't have super great leg yields yet. Like she understands the concept, but she has to really think about it and have time to react. But whenever you're working with cows, you don't have time to think about it. You have to just react. And so we we're trying to get these cows in and they weren't trying quite wanting to go. And we had like a little cutting moment where this one cow, like Everyone was kind of starting to go, and then one cow decided to turn back, so we were trying to cut it, and it was just really cute, because it was such a baby moment. She was trying so hard, but whenever I would steer her, instead of, like, doing the leg yield, she would just, like, fold up in herself and, like, get all, like, just too bendy, but it was just so cute, because she tried so, so hard with how she knew how, but she just couldn't, couldn't do it. But anyway, we ended, we did end up getting them through, and it was all good, and that was the end of it for Dottie. I hopped off of her right there, loosened her cinch, told her she was such a good girl, because she was. I was honestly so impressed with her. And then I hopped on Max. And we cut the moms from the babies with Max, um, just temporarily, while they go through and get their vaccinations and stuff. Um, and so to do that, you just send the mamas and babies through like a, sh a little like sh alleyway. Um, with, and then someone holds the cut gate. And so you just do a couple cows at a time and you can cut the moms from the babies real easy, super low stress. You just push them up and through. And Max was phenomenal for this. He was so good. And it's a lot of just like cutting type skills because you want to just cut out two, three cows at a time. Um, and there was some bulls in there we were trying to get out too, but you just can't, you don't want to send them a big, huge group. You know what I mean? You just want to send them a few cows at a time. Otherwise, the guy manning the cut gate can't get them all where they're supposed to be. Anyway, and so Max was super good boy. He just, he like, he's solid. I knew he'd be good. He had so much fun. That was another reason I wanted to take him is just because I knew he'd have fun. Like, he loves cows. I know he misses roping because he's just not he's just not quite physically capable of that, like, that too much is really hard on him. So this was kind of a fun way where he could have that cow work and do a little stuff that, you know, if I, if I did that every day on him, it would be way too hard on him. But once at, one day out of the year, he had a blast, and that was really fun for him. So we went ahead and did that, and that took maybe half an hour, and then he was done. So I hopped off of him, lifted into the cinch, and that was all the work for the horses. Um, we were out there until five doing, you know, calves stuff. And then we had to run through all the mamas and do all their like deworming and stuff. Um, make sure they were all good. And then we put them all back together and they stayed in a holding pen for the night so the ranchers could monitor them. And then they went back out the next morning. Um, but yeah, so it was just awesome. And, and it just kind of made me think, and, and people say this all the time, but they're always 
surprised with how broke my horses tend to be. And I think it's largely due in part to things like these, saying yes to these types of opportunities. For Dottie, with Dottie, for instance, like she's never done anything like that. And it was a good experience for her. I didn't, I tried not to ask too much, um, but I got her out there and we just did it. And I think that just shows like if you just do like, you know, you don't have to be super great. I didn't go out there and expect her to do all the work and, you know, be able to do the finessing stuff and the cutting stuff because I knew she wasn't capable of that yet. Someday she 100% will be, but not today. I wanted to keep it easy, just a good introduction. And I feel like with, especially with the young horses or just any horse that you're having confidence issues with even, just do what you're comfortable doing, but get out there and do something. You know what I mean? And it will add up. It will 100% add up. And then pretty soon you have a horse like Max that is just, you just hop on and you can do anything. That horse has, he's roped, he has jumped, he's done Gymkhana, he's done rodeo, he's done the branding stuff, ranching stuff. He has just done everything and it just makes really good solid horses. And you don't have to be super great at what you're doing. You can be mediocre and just go out there, be safe, have fun, give your horse a good experience, and those experiences will add up. And pretty soon you'll have a really nice horse. And that's what I was working on with Dottie. And in that mindset, me and a group of people went to a ranch riding show for the exact same reason. Now, I've never done ranch riding up until a couple years ago, so my kids and I dabbled in it just to get, same reason, just to get kids and horses out and get that experience and get those competition jitters out. But I've never had any formal ranch riding training, and I tell all my people that. We actually are pretty excited. We do have a real ranch riding trainer coming in to do some lessons, which will be super, super fun. Um, but, like, I have no ranch riding formal experience, and, and all my people know that. But we still, we did the pattern, we did the writing stuff, we googled stuff when we needed it, we figured out as much as we could, and we went to a fun little training show, and, you know, at the, like, if you go to a big show, it may not be the best idea to not actually know what you're doing and go to a big show, I wouldn't recommend that. But the training shows, that's what they're for, they're for people to learn, they're for young horses to get exposure, and they're for just going and doing what you're comfortable with. They have walk trot classes. They have walk trot canter classes. They have green horse classes. They have amateur classes. They have kid classes for kids. Like they have so many different options that you can do and you can just keep it easy and fun and light and a good experience for you and your horse. And just all those little things, even if you're a little bit chaotic and you're not, you don't, you know, you don't place the best or you don't score the best, like it, it doesn't matter. You are out there doing it and that is what matters. And I just think that is so important. People get so caught up with being the best that there ever was and this or that and, you know, working so hard to be super good at whatever they do and that's great. I think that is awesome to get lessons and learn more. Like don't, don't get me wrong. I think that is great. But I don't think you should wait until you are super amazing and awesome to actually go get that exposure. Like, you can go to places that are easy for you and your horse and that you guys are plenty capable of doing 
and those little experiences will add up. And it can be something super simple. It can be as simple as you just taking your horse and leading it around at an event. Or if that's too much and you're afraid your horse is going to do, you know, get loose from you or something, then just take your horse and, and if it ties well, just tie it up for the day and start there. Just whatever you're comfortable with, do it. Get out there, you know, and even, even if you're not comfortable hauling anywhere, go do what you're comfortable doing at home. And then when you're super comfortable doing it at home, then you can start trying to haul somewhere and doing it somewhere else. But start with those baby steps. Like, it does not matter what you're doing or what your goals are for that day. What matters is that you're out there, you're doing it, and you're just, you're just doing. You're doing the thing. That is what matters. I think people get so caught up in being worried about what other people think or not being good enough or not placing good enough or thinking that you're a terrible writer because you didn't place high. And that's not always the case. Like, there are so many factors that go into it. And no matter what, everybody starts somewhere. And that is perfectly okay. The fact that you are out there doing it, getting it done, that is the goal. Nothing else matters. So if you are doing that, good for you. You're doing it right. And if you're not winning yet and you're feeling a little discouraged, just don't worry about it. Your time will come. And all these little things that you're doing will add up. You know, and I think getting lessons and learning more is always a good priority to have. But going out there and getting the real life experience is also super important. And if you're someone who's on the fence about it and you're a little nervous about it, my biggest recommendation is just to find the right place to go. There are so many good events out there that are built for people to learn at. And they're built to be, you know, if you're a little chaotic, no one's going to care. And more than likely, people are going to want to help you and, you know, do what they can to make it easier for you and your horse. Just pick the right events to go to. That's the biggest thing. Um, You know, don't go to something super huge and fancy as your first thing that you're ever hauling out to. Like, go to something small, something local if possible, where the people are just really low-key. And you can even, a lot of times you can talk to the people putting it on ahead of time and just ask them, like, is this a good, you know, learning environment for me and my horse who have never hauled anywhere or done anything or this or that? And you just kind of tell them where they're at. And they'll more than likely they'll be honest with you because they don't want you or your horse to have a bad experience either because you get that one bad experience and no one's going to want to come back. So they want you to come back. They're going to be honest with you. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, just reach out. Don't be afraid to reach out. It doesn't matter what your skill level is, your background is, how good you are, how confident you are. Like, just start somewhere. And you got this. You can do it. You are more than capable. And all these little things you're doing will add up to something bigger. Like, you got this. Anywho, that's what I wanted to talk about today. And I was really proud of my baby horse. And I was really proud of us for just going out there and doing the thing and becoming that much better and I think everyone should do that and if you are doing that good for you thank you for tuning in to the Top Gun Horsemanship Experience 
If you are curious about what we're currently up to, check out my socials at Top Gun Horsemanship on Facebook and Instagram. See y'all next time and have a great week.